0: Hello and welcome to Fucking Opinions, a podcast about things where I talk about things that I find interesting. And in this podcast, I'm gonna talk about a weird world and how politics is shaping our weird world. Our world has changed tremendously, and especially since the last decade. Easily accessible smartphones with high speed internet has made information so accessible that the value of fact, source and propaganda have become convoluted. We consume content through social media and news corporation in such a way that it feeds our bias and confirms it furthermore. My story is the same. I started to consume this red pill sort of narrative which proposed immigrant is inherently bad racism is almost over in the society and societal binaries of gender roles and religious traditions are sacrosanct i do have my biases and the internet fed me content like various youtube videos which further confirm my biases suspicions I started to believe feminism, transactivism, social justice, minority rights are the sinister ideological cornerstones of a totalitarian communist dystopia. Karl Marx is an evil, and evil propagandist of this communist dystopia. My bubble did burst when I realized that there is a huge polarization and which was evident by the phenomena of Trump-Brexit. And many countries, taking a hard right wing turn, I learned and I trained to see that both left and right have propagandists. And you don't really want to believe that these are kind of biased political punditry. But it is and they are spreading misinformation and feeding confirmation biases. To see what is truth and which ideas are well thought out and discussed, we as a society have to develop a cognition to seek facts, empathy, and give counter-argument a chance. After listening to ideas, philosophies, as well as propagandas, I realize that internet has divided us more than uniting us. Now I want to talk about my home country, India. India sees this absurd rise of overly patriotic just thumping rise of Bharatiya Janta Party, and there is this godlike idealization of a certain politician in the name of Narendra Modi. Idealization of politician in India is not a new thing. We kind of have a history of idealizing our political leaders and our celebrities to almost a messiah or a godlike figure. But anyways, the United States also sees a leader who displays all vices and have no intellectual prowess to be in that position. Brazil took a turn for the worst and elected a figurehead that has an ideology that checks boxes of all authoritarian right-wing tendencies. There is Turkey who took a possible fascist turn and all of this is exacerbated by propaganda, social media and information that confirms our implicit biases. To add to this list of right-wing strongman leaders and populism that have encroached the world, We have Israel, Philippines and now there is a right-wing candidacies which kind of are seeping its way in Western countries such as Canada, Australia and European countries like Italy, France, Austria as well as Germany are kind of having an affair with possible right-wing populism. I do agree democracy is a system that is indeed flawed and it's without a doubt and it has a lot of red tips to get things done and that's why this right kind this right-wing populism seems very enticing because the leaders say that they are politically correct and will get things done there are checks and balances that are kept in place to curb power to curb power consolidation in hand of a one single person or a party all over the world there is a direct systematic assault on minority groups and academia and institutions this demonizing of lgbtq feminism ethnic and religious minority groups are turning A country's majority towards a system that wants to slowly deteriorate democratic rights and wants to polarize countries into us-versus-them narratives. India sees the rise of this Hindu identity by by demonizing Muslim and lower-caste Hindu minorities. The human proclivity of finding safety in numbers as well as familiarity gives an image that this religious minority have some sinister agenda brewing. Being Indian according to these right wing politicians means being a Hindu foremost. Public intellectuals, comedians and artists really becomes an easy target by portraying them as virtue signalers and kind of silencing them by raising awareness and raising kind of ideas that are very constructive to democracy. Democracy thrives on dissent and this dissent somehow has been termed by the ones in power as anti-national. Anti-national, we all know there is a clear distinction that being anti-national is someone who endangers national security and creates public unrest but how do students, free thinking professors and comedians get grouped in as these anti-nationals with the like of terrorist groups that no one in their sane mind defend, how do they, how are they termed as these intellectual terrorists, that's just beyond my comprehension. Through online propaganda by Whatsapp forwards, Facebook and Twitter posts, a strong argument is erected by demonizing historical figures such as Gandhi and Nehru as the secular, secular villains. Hindu propagandists and anti con- constitutional advocates in the name of Govalkar, Savarkar, and Upadhyay are celebrated vociferously. I get it, democracy gives you right to celebrate anyone. But it doesn't make an elected democratic government seem so biased that it openly vilifies Muslim women and Dalits. They are media houses who, in a North Korean or Orwin, <laughs> or Orwellian fashion, sings praises of the government in power and despite doing it, its job, despite being an unbiased source of information that has a duty to inform public to form opinions without any bias attached to them. Anyways, the rise of Modi is almost reviewed as a rise of an India, which was in chaos before he showed up. And similarly, Trump's Make America Great Again is kind of a narrative that There is this Messiah who will come and make our country great again. Pointing out that before them, the past government has bent over backwards to appease minorities while they don't care about their performance on economic or any other front, they would counter any question that is on their governance. And a critical No one can be critical of their governance because if you are critical of their governance, that means you support these past governments and their failures. And that's what kind of this whole right wing fascist turn is all about. It's just like sweeping all their kind of propaganda by demonizing the past government who is the reason of all the failures that one's country is kind of facing today. The BGP government is more interested in past government failures rather introspecting on theirs. If by any chance Trump or Modi do something beneficial for the country, they don't let the public to praise them organically. But rather comes in front of a camera, creates a whole media circus and thumb their chest like an alpha dog leading their pack. Social media has led to this low journalistic standards, losing the public mental ability to tell difference between truth and propaganda, and conveniently polarize country on the basis of right-wing nationalists and left-wing liberals. It's us versus them, folks. It's us versus the nationalists, patriotists, and it's them, those communists, those minority-loving libtards, Modi and Trump also have disdains for social justice and policies, but rather a capitalistic morality, where there are tax cuts for the rich in guise of creating more employments. The democracy we know is turning into this major- majoritarian capitalistic fascist regime, where we sleep with our eyes wide open in front of a smartphone. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and if you feel like that, my ramblings make a tiny bit of sense then you can subscribe to the youtube channel and you can listen to this podcast on itunes as well as soundcloud thank you for tuning in see you in the next episode